Warning, the Joe Moffat Show is for adults 18 years of age and older. So if you are under the age of 18 years of age, please get your ass away from the speaker. This ain't meant for you. Everyone else, let's go. Welcome to the Joe Moffat Show. I am your host, Joe Moffat, coming to you live. As I've always said, live. Yes, baby, I said all the way live. From the Joe Mo Studios over here in the beautiful city of Eden, Oklahoma. Yes, sir, baby, baby. We have reached another milestone here um, for the Joe Moffat Show family. This being our two-year anniversary special. Um... I want to actually kick this episode off because I got some great stories for you guys. Um, I got some great content because we've had some crazy shit pop off over the last few days. So you know I'm going to talk about it. But first and foremost, I, I just want to start out with, with saying thank you for everyone um, who's ever taken the time out of their day and listened to or downloaded or liked or commented or shared um, any episode of the Joe Moffat Show, which um, all of my fans, you guys have uh, went above and beyond. Um, supporting me and my family throughout this. Um, This has been a process that I began for fun, you know. I I wanted to find a way to fine-tune my comedy. As I've I've said in the past, there's no local um, areas here or any places where I can really go to practice my talent here and in it, unfortunately. So it's it's been a blessing being able to share my content with you guys. Um, And as always, I have, you know, much more content to bring to you in the coming weeks and months and certainly years as we continue down the path of reaching our 30th and 50th anniversaries uh, for the Joe Moffat Show, Lord willing. Um, I, I want to thank my wife and my kids. Um, I have all three of them here now. Those that follow the Twitter feed know that the little man did arrive today. Yes, uh, Keyshawn, who will be helping me. Uh, with some stuff here in the next uh, few weeks while I got him here. I'm going to put him to work. Um, but I definitely want to thank my, my wife and my kids for supporting me on this. Like, like I said before, I, I had to find something for me to do and to do it for them. You know, that was that was really important for me. Um, and, and like I said before, I, I do this for fun. I do this for, for family. I, I'm Hopefully it will turn into fame, Lord willing. And if nothing else, I, I do it to, to give them something maybe later on in life to listen to that whatever thing, anything that's ever, you know, happened to me, you know, they'll have, a, have somewhere to hear my voice and know that, that you know, the effort was given. Um, and definitely, if nothing else, I love them from the bottom of my heart. And like I said, I, 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 do, this for, I do this for the fam, you know. Um, speaking of family... One of my biggest and best supporters, uh, Hippie Pixie, uh, BJ, as uh, well as her husband, Louise. I want to thank you guys uh, for all of your continued support. And, I mean, it, it you know, Pixie started out as a fan. She started out, you know, as someone that, that heard an episode, that heard an ep- another episode, heard another episode, and she was hooked. And she know I ain't saying nothing wrong. I'm, I'm saying I'm keeping it 100. Um, and, and I appreciate her, and I appreciate Louise. I appreciate you guys for all the help that you've given to me. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to everyone with Part of Family, all of the podcast, as well as uh, the crew who uh, runs the Part of Family account on Twitter. Thank you guys for all of your support. Um, my show has grown to leaps and bounds, and it started. Um, a lot of it started when, you know, I did some updates to my content, but a lot of it was... Uh, with the promotional help from Potter and Family. So thank you guys very much for all of your support. Um, thank you also uh, to Podcast and Color. Thank you guys um, as well. Thank you guys, well, Barry and everybody over there. Um, thank you for everybody at the hashtag We Are Win. Thank you. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's been treated like a family and it stayed like that. And that's the reason why all of our shows have, have picked up the way they have. And, you know, my appreciation for you guys is just endless. Uh, also, I want to take time to thank 
uh, Autonomy Multimedia, Michael Buchanan and crew, the rest of everybody that's um, with the acts and everybody that we've been about to put together something pretty great. And I, I hope everybody uh, enjoys it as we go on, like I said, before leaps and bounds. If it's just the two-year anniversary, I'm ready for the 20-year anniversary. I'm ready for the 50-year anniversary. So, you know, it's it, it's coming. And like I said before, the Lord say the same, man. He keep me behind his mic. This one I'm going to be delivering these shows to you folks. So thank you, thank you to you all. I love you all. And I appreciate you for being fans and friends of the Joe Monica Show. And now, even though we had two years, as always, y'all know. I got some shit to discuss. I'm going to get some of these, couple of these tears out of my eyes. I, I, I'm kind of amazed that I didn't sat here and done this for two years. So I got a little teary out there for a second. Damn. Uh, snap out of it, bitch. Oh, okay, fine. I'm all right. Um, now, huh, as I was mentioning, yes, indeed. So we are here. Two-year anniversary show, and it is fitting. It is fitting that on the week of our two-year anniversary show, a dose of fuckery, pure unadulterated fuckery, came about two days ago when Kathy Griffin thought it was a good goddamn idea. Now, before I tell you what she did, for those that listen to me and don't listen to the news, I don't know how the hell you get away with that in life, but I appreciate you if that's where you get your news from. It's only me. That's what's up. But... Most of you already know that Kathy Griffin, like I said, before, before I mention what she did, let me say this. I am a comedian, okay? I tell jokes all day, every day, nonstop. There's not a time where I'm not trying my best to make somebody smile, make somebody laugh, make somebody giggle, possibly make somebody vomit and piss their pants. This is the shit that I go for. These are my life goals, okay? Making people smile on a daily basis, that's my pleasure, all right? So, as a comedian, Kathy Griffin should have known that when you're doing something in your stand, in, in, in your position in life, your station in life, you should know you should be trying to do what? Entertain, right, right? Don't that sound like right? Shouldn't you be trying to entertain and inform, inspire and enlighten? No, 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 no. That ain't what she did, though. Oh, shit. That, that ain't what she did. That, that shit she did, they took a mannequin's head, sculpted it as Donald Trump, and covered it in red goop to make it look like she had beheaded Donald Trump and took a picture of this shit and put it out for the whole world to see. Okay? Look. I have a newfound respect for Kim Kardashian after the shit Kathy Griffin did. Let me tell you why. Somewhere in Kim Kardashian's head, she had to think putting out that sex tape was going to do what? Make someone feel good about themselves. If nothing else, certainly make them feel good to themselves with a bottle of lotion and a couple of goddamn Kleenexes. Shout out to Kleenexes. Been loving y'all since 1993. So, if she was willing to put out jerk-off material to launch her career, more power to her. Because she has went above and beyond. She ain't had to put out another jerk-off movie since. Ask the last porn star, that's a regular porn star, the last time she put out one movie and ain't had to do another one since then. I'll wait. You ain't gonna find one. She gotta go through about four or five gallons of dick before she finally, if she find that one movie, that will make her a star. There's no, it's really not something that happens on a regular basis. You know? Didn't nobody know what the fuck a Kim Kardashian was before she came out that video. Only person that we knew Kardashian was OJ. To which I will be talking about that bastard here in a little while. I'm just mentioning him because it's in reference to Kim because her father was OJ's attorney when he was up for murder of his ex-wife Nicole Brown Simpson and her boyfriend Ron Goldman. Okay. Um, so to take what Kim did it brought enjoyment 
to people. You understand what I'm saying? All right? If nothing else, like I said, enjoyment to yourself, alone, under the sheets, by yourself, trying to jerk off and not wake up your wife at the same time. It happens. Okay? Y'all know I'm not lying. I'm not the only motherfucking one that's done it. Fuck you. If you if I am the only one, y'all some lazy motherfuckers that need to really try some shit in life that is fun and invigorating. And there's nothing invigorating than laying in bed, masturbating, while trying to figure out to make sure you don't get caught. This is like the most secret squirrel shit you can do in life. It just, you know, I'm like the ninja of master fucking You know? With Kim getting smashed on mute. <laughs> Hoping to God Ray J's ugly ass don't pop on the screen. So then when you sit here and see what Kathy Griffin did, once again, her station in life, comedian. She's supposed to be funny. There's nothing about that shit that was funny. And I'm sorry. I do not know nobody sit here think that I am feeling sorry for Trump. Fuck Trump. Please do not think this is my chance or opportunity to try to show some goddamn loyalty to this bullshit ass nigga. Okay? He is a terrible excuse for a politician. He never was a politician, and you motherfuckers let him become one because he told you he could be one. That's how that shit went down, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? So please don't think I'm sitting here feeling sorry for Trump because nobody felt sorry for Obama. Ooh, shit. Am I about to do it? Yes, I am. Nobody felt sorry for Obama. Nobody felt sorry for Obama's children. Nobody felt sorry for Obama's wife when there were thousands not one, thousands of incidents that happened through, through Barack Obama's presidency showing dolls being hung from trees with Obama masks, Halloween masks put on their head. Some set on fire. Some people making videos, taking them same fucking dolls and dragging them up a highway. I remember here in Oklahoma, out toward, I want to say towards East Oklahoma, other side of Tulsa. Some guy was right off the turnpike, had a damn doll hanging there, talking about how much he hate Obama. So don't sit here and tell me that I'm supposed to sit here and feel all of this ultimate sadness for Donald Trump. Bullshit. I feel bad for his kid. Just like I feel bad for Sasha and Malaya. I feel bad for Barron. Because he's old enough to, to see this shit. And not only that, this the, the situations that happened with Obama, granted, there were thousands of them, but they weren't thousands of them to the point where you can open up a newspaper and see the occurrence unless their occurrence was brought up in a story. You understand what I'm saying? But here's the thing. Those stories didn't include a celebrity, so they didn't really carry much traction. Okay? It was probably hard enough to keep up with the... the the, the, the amount of death threats that he received during his presidency. Trying his best not to let his children hear about those as well. But like I said, but I'm, I'm, I'm a, but my point to that is, all of this uproar, it took place, but it took place by those who knew of the stories. Everybody knows the Kathy Griffin story. Everybody, this shit went nationwide. It went world fucking wide. You know? And when that happens, I mean, when TMZ gets a hold of it, I mean, my God, they they, they the ones who broke the story and, and showed the damn photo of her standing there with this damn doll head covered in blood that's supposed to emulate Trump like she's beheaded Trump. The whole time I'm sitting there looking at this and I just got a sour feeling in my stomach. Just something didn't just that shit was not right. OK, I, I, I'm sorry. I tell jokes, I, I be funny, I have a good time. I'm not going to sit here and tell a joke or do some shit that's just completely and utterly just fucked up, you know? I, I won't do that. I'm a father, I'm a parent. I, I understand the consequences of my actions as far as how they relate to those around me, you know? She done done something that's going to open up a whole damn can of worms that she didn't want to fucking deal with. I understand she was trying to voice her opinion towards a bastard. I get that. I understand that. I'm with you 100% on that. This will not deter me or make me change my decision on how I feel about that bastard Trump. It's not going to happen. I will not let it stand. That shit will not fly. 
ain't going down. But if you're going to, once again, position in life, comedian, be a comedian, be funny, crack jokes, bring laughter, shit, do satire. Saturday Night Live been whooping Trump's ass since day one, since this nigga arrived on the scene. I have been whooping his ass since day one. And when I say day one, baby, what? He announced his presidency May 31st, 2015. Joe Mom's show kicked off June 1st, 2015. You think that was coincidental? Bullshit. Nigga, I knew what I was doing because I had a feeling between him and Cosby, this was my time to get out there and shine. And baby, we've been blinging like a motherfucker since 2015. So I say this to Kathy Griffin with a lot of love and a lot of heart. Stop being fucking stupid. I understand you mad about the situation, but goddamn, have a little class. Have a, Just because you in a situation or in a country where a lot of people are choosing or making choosing options that are classless, you still need to have some class within yourself and, and look yourself in the damn mirror for the shit that you do. Period. I don't know no other way of saying it because, like I said before, I have a kid. I have kids. I have three that I take care of and raise. I would not want my children to see no shit like that of me in a motherfucking magazine. But in the same breath and light, I wouldn't want my children to see the images that happened to Barack Obama as well. So while we're doing all of this uproar and acting a fool and getting all pissy and being mad about it, I get it. The bitch was wrong. Kathy was wrong. Out of line. Out of turn. Yeah, I can go for all of them. But apparently what's what was good for the goose ain't good for the gander in this situation. Because I never heard the uproar that, that came from, from all of those shit. The news badly talked about it. The worst they only talked about the truly worst ones. They didn't talk about the ones that, that had the Obama doll swinging when you drove, dude had him on the back of his truck and he was driving down the road and you see the doll swinging in the damn wind like they're supposed to be cute next to a Confederate flag. He's supporting, he's supporting the, the, the death of a president as well as an enemy of the country. You feel me? I'm, I will never condone what she did, but I'd be damned if I'm going to sit in and change my position on Trump because simply because of what Kathy Griffin did. Like I said, if anybody if anybody I feel sorry for is that, that young boy, 11 years old, I have a 10-year-old son, and 11-year-old son being online and, and, and simply being in his age of information to see something like that. That, that as a father, what got me. Lead the politics and the bullshit aside. Donald Trump is still a human being. He still has kids. He has a family. Have a little fucking coop in class with the shit that you do. Just because there were other people that were classless don't mean you need to be classless too, boo-boo. Okay? I'm not going to... This is not a warning. I'm going to keep giving. The next person that I see do some crazy shit like this, I guarantee you, I'm going all in on your ass. This is a warning from me to all of you. Okay? That was sick and gross and grotesque. Think of the children. Think of the people around him that had to see that. Okay? Alright? Let's use a little common sense here, folks. Common sense has been one of them damn things that has been dwindling more and more and more from my society. There's so many things around us, distractions, you know, having to stay on this path. That, you know, everybody gets in this routine in life. My, I've been so, I've actually been feeling better the last few weeks because what happened was I, I had some things happen at work, life, you know, shit, things happen. My routine has been a little off, you know what I'm saying? So with my routine off, shit feels kind of weird. But now that I'm kind of going with this, going with the flow of things, I, I feel like I'm finally breaking out of that routine to some extent, you know? So then now, once we start taking this thing out on the road, 
you know, when somebody say, hey, I need you here and here and here, hey, we can get it done. You feel me? All of everything that you do in life, I always look at it as a learning step, as, as a chance to advance. Because if your ass stay in place, you're going to be simple, stupid, and slow. And everybody going <clears> to <throat> jump right past your monk ass. You got to stay on your path, man. You gotta, sometimes you got to step off that path and, and do something different to keep you on a better path. And then build and align things to keep you going in that direction. Sometimes that change is a part of the path. You think it's a change. No, baby, that's to make you better. You feel me? But as long as you're trying to get better, some of y'all asses, you know, common sense is free. It don't cost nothing. You ain't got to pay for common sense. Common sense should tell you not to hold a mannequin covered in blood of any human being. I don't give a damn if it is fake. And taking a picture of it, you holding this head like that shit's supposed to be cute. That ain't using your common sense. It's really not. Being the guy in a porno <laughs> that's only meant to make the bitch famous, <laughs> that's not smart. <laughs> you really thought you was going to get something out of that. Nope. You did. You got a little bit of fame, but not much. Not enough for your ass to carry on until the sunset. You know, frankly, they could have pixelated your face out of the whole damn film, and I wouldn't have gave a damn who the hell it was. Who really gives a fuck about the guy in a porno anyway? Huh? She could have pulled a pull a fucking hobo named Daryl off the goddamn street and let her get let him get some. I wouldn't have gave a shit. Nobody give a damn that that Ray J was damn shit. One thing you certainly don't do, certainly don't do, is get your ass behind the wheel of a vehicle, tiger, and jump your ass in 2.30 in the morning, tiger, and thinking your ass need to go somewhere, my nigga. What the hell was Tigger thinking? Now, we ain't going to call him Tiger. We'll call him Tigger because this was some young-ass dumb shit that he pulled. Tigger boo. You go back to being a tiger when you grow the fuck up. I understand Tiger Woods been putting through some things the last few years. Those that don't know the Tiger Woods rise and fall. Tiger Woods, one of the greatest golfers in American history and in golf sports world. He was all everything. He was he was the Michael Jordan, the Barry Barnes, the goddamn uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He was every goddamn thing of golf, okay? He was the goddamn Dale Earnhardt of goddamn golf, all right? This nigga was everything of golf. And then he got caught with his dick in a cookie jar. I ain't gonna really say dick in a cookie jar because it was like three, four, five different jars he was trying to stick his dick in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tiger Woods didn't caught cheating. He got caught fucking everybody. When you get caught cheating, you get caught smashing maybe on one chick, possibly two, maybe you know, maybe two. I give it two, give or take. This motherfucker got caught with like seven. <laughs> Hell, three of them bitches. When you know you got fucked up getting caught cheating, when bitches go make pornos off of your ass just for the, <laughs> just for the association of letting somebody else watch someone fuck you just because you were labeled to fucking somebody else. That's some sh that's some crazy shit right there. But yet and still, what? I mean, what do you do? What do you do when you go through what this man has been through? You know, Tiger, Tiger's career didn't fall simply because he got some pussy. Don't think I'm dumb enough to believe that, okay? We all know that Tiger's career didn't fall because Tiger went out and got some pussy. That's not what happened. Tiger's career fell from all of the aftermath and all of the anger and all of the anguish and all of the hatred and all of the disgust that came from all of the popcorn fart motherfuckers that was on the outside looking in and putting their goddamn opinions all on Sports Center and on Fox Sports and on ESPN and, and, and all of the ABC Sports and all of these different figureheads that cover golf, CBS, and so on and so forth, all of these figureheads kept trying to take shots at Tiger, and that's what the fuck they did. They took major motherfucking shots at Tiger Woods relentlessly, okay? Simply because he went out and got some pussy. That's not what hurt Tiger's career. Let's put that in perspective. That is not what hurt 
Tiger's career. What hurt Tiger's career was the bullshit. What hurt Tiger's career was the backlash. What hurt Tiger's career was everybody coming up to Tiger saying, Whoa, it's Tiger. What are you going to do to come back from this? The only thing he should have done is went on about his business and let anybody with an opinion go straight to hell. Now, I know what y'all are thinking. Joe, don't you think he deserved to get a look? No, that ain't none of your goddamn business. You don't know what's up with that man. You don't know what's going on in his life. So, no, I can't tell you why he went out and got some pussy on the side. That's just what he did. But once again, this is not what got him to the point where he is at now. It's got a big-ass part to do with it. That's why I'm bringing it up. I ain't mentioning this shit just for shits and giggles. There's a point to all of this. We're going to get that. But as far as Tiger's ass go, Tiger ain't never been able to come back from that moment when the news dropped about him cheating on his wife. Okay? When Tiger got married, everybody had this big old uproar about him marrying a white girl. Then he turned around and cheated on the white girl with white girls. Multiple white girls. Not a drop of color in sight. Caught a little hell for that. Got divorced. Got put on child support. That's when his ass started to really decline. I don't know what it is about some of you niggas that get so depressed about child support. Me personally, playboy, I handle my business politely and kindly so I can go on about my goddamn day. You know what I'm saying? My baby in the living room right now know where his where plenty of his bread is buttered. That's what's up. You feel me? That's why when he got off that plane and he see daddy, you know daddy gonna be there. Lady mentioned to us today at the airport. She said, like, "I it was me and another guy. He had he was picking up two kids. I was picking up my son. He said, "Oh wow." She said, "Oh wow. I am so happy that you guys were here on time." You wouldn't believe how many how many times we have to sit here with kids, sometimes an hour, two hours, waiting on parents to come pick up their damn kids from the airport. What kind of shit is that? For real? How fucking trifling can you be to leave your damn kids sitting at a fucking airport for an extended period of goddamn time when your ass knew good and hell well when the flight was coming in? And if nothing else, you and the motherfucker buying the ticket could have coordinated so that another motherfucker that you trust could have picked him up if your rat ass could be there on time. But yet and still. But yet and still. You know, I'm going to tell you something, and, and I'm going I'm to be real with y'all for a second again. Y'all gave Tiger way too much flack for that bullshit. Sorry. Once again, Tiger Woods was put on such a high pedestal that it got to a point where everybody was waiting to find a reason to push him off. That's what happens. So, to see a story this week about Tiger being passed out in his car on the side of the road sleep cause he didn't took too many damn prescription pain pills Tiger first of all I've mentioned this before this is when you know you ain't got enough niggas around you to tell your ass whoa bruh don't do that if you ain't got you either got too you ain't you either got ain't got enough niggas or you got the wrong niggas. You need to reassess the niggas that you running with. If you ain't running with none, your ass is in trouble. If you're running with too many, your ass might get killed. That's the law of the streets. Kathy Griffin could have used a few niggas and they'd have told her ass, don't be doing no shit holding no damn. What the fuck is that? Why are you doing that? that niggas, you fuck crazy. That's what niggas bring to the table. <laughs> That's the reason why when people, it blows my mind when they sit here and get upset about race relations and race mingling. Baby, y'all need us just as much as we need y'all. We all need each other in this shit. Okay? And that's for real. We all need each other. Tiger certainly needed some niggas that night. He needed some niggas that would have made sure his ass wouldn't have got caught a few years ago. If he'd had a few real niggas around him, not a nobody had known what the hell he was doing. 
but he'd probably been having a smash on one of them niggas' sisters, Darlene, and she ain't gonna have no other side bitches other than her being the main side bitch. We know how that shit go. <laughs> Hell, shit. And them niggas, but them niggas would have protected his ass. You know? Donald Trump probably could have used a couple of niggas with him because they told nigga, you about to run for president? Why the fuck you wanna do that? Your ass ain't even presidential. I can see three, four niggas sitting around discussing with Donald Trump. Okay, guys, I'm gonna become president. I'm sorry, I don't have a proper. Uh, Donald Trump impersonation, but he sounds like a weasel, so I make him sound like a weasel. So here we go. Fuck you. Okay, guys, I'm thinking about running for president. Niggas, you crazy. I know you. Why the fuck would I want you to be president of the United States? I think I'm a good guy, and I'll do a great job taking care of everyone and everything. First of all, nigga, you sound like a weasel. How the fuck you gonna be giving the State of Union address? Sounding like pants. There's nothing cute about that, my nigga. You are not presidential material. No. You sling states and bullshit vodka. We don't need you in the White House. Really, my nigga? We need you competing with Puff Daddy. If your ass is competing with Puff Daddy, we certainly don't need you puff competing with Ukraine. All right? <laughs> your ass is in the same business as Jay-Z. No. You shall not, will not, won't not. If we're going to have a true nigga in the White House, it will not be you. But yet and still, his ass is there because he didn't have no real niggas around. That's white folks. They were bad influences. We'd have one or two niggas sprinkled in there. Real niggas, not fake. He probably wouldn't have been in the White House. Keep it real with your shit. That's how we do. If he'd had me, that would have told him. <laughs> Joe, I'm thinking about running to, running for the president of the United States. I'd have clocked that nigga old side of head, kidnapped his ass, and took him somewhere else after the election. <laughs> Dropped that nigga back off of Trump Tower in New York like ain't nothing ever happened. <laughs> Shit. If I was his fucking homie. That's for real. Tiger ain't got the right amount of people around him. And then whatever we got, like, remember, remember Cat Williams? This is Cat Williams. Remember the Cat Williams story? When Cat Williams got his ass whooped at that Beanie Siegel concert, and I told his ass, I told y'all asses then, who the fuck is around Cat that's causing him to do this stupid shit? The same shit applies for Tiger Woods. He has been going, declining more and more and more by, like, the fucking golf season. Every fucking golf season that come up, all we hear is that Tiger is on the low. He won a tournament a few years ago. I think that was the last one that he didn't picked up. Then he re-injured his back. Because you got to keep this in mind. The man is dealing with an injury, which is per why he had the pain pills. This was not a situation where Tiger got pain pills from some nigga at a stoplight at 2.30 in the morning and popped them right there. No, 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 no. Tiger had a prescription. So when I hear motherfuckers sit here and say that Tiger Woods has committed the, the farthest fall in sports history, I'm sitting here trying to figure out how the fuck did he do that and not have one body on his goddamn count sheet? Hmm? How the fuck has Tiger Woods taken the largest fall in sports history and this nigga ain't slapped one bitch? Not one. He wasn't abusing the prostitutes. He didn't have them kidnapped in a shed under his house and, and kept them there simply for fucking and fondling. That's not what he did. As I've said before, name of the album coming soon. It could be worse. Because there is worse. Ladies and gentlemen, I, you know what? I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to be real, real with you on this. Y'all ain't going to like this. Even the great Michael Jordan got a body count on him. You don't think so? You don't believe so? He got more bodies than you ever believe. Michael Jordan is allowed to sell a product that is killed, caused the death of hundreds of people. Hundreds of people simply because of a fucking product that is overpriced and his ass is selling like it ain't nobody's business. What was funny was over the years, even as the shoes, what was funny was the, the higher the body count, the more the shoes cost. These niggas put it in their mind to say, well, if we make the shoes so expensive that people can't afford them, that's always the philosophy. 
That's the philosophy of how they figure they're going to control people, making things so damn inexcusably unaffordable that, that only certain people will buy it so that he can reach that so-called, quote-unquote, target audience. You understand what I'm saying? Not knowing and forgetting in his dumbass equations that black people spend more money in the United States sales than anybody else. Anybody else. And has for years. This ain't nothing new. Shit. Niggas been spending money since the beginning of fucking time and it will never stop. Okay? Okay? So how the hell are you going to sit here and say Tiger Woods is taking the furthest fall in sports history? Are you out of your fucking mind? This nigga passed out on prescription drugs behind the wheel of his car on the side of the road. Did he take out a whole family of people? No. Did he get him and somebody else killed? No. What was this nigga doing? Sleep. So how the fuck did he do something so terrible? Yeah, granted. Take your drugs, stape your ass at home. You know, good and hell well, you ain't got no business being in behind the wheel of a car. Furthermore, you are like bazillion rich. Why the fuck are you driving? I've asked this numerous times of my celebrities. If your ass got $10 million and your ass ain't paying a driver a good salary to drive your dumb ass around, you are a piece of shit. Because you could be giving somebody a job that could advance their life and do more for them. That's a job opportunity. That's the reason why half of you rich motherfuckers don't stay rich because you don't spend your money the right way. Tiger Woods ain't got no business driving himself around with as much money as that nigga made at 2.30 in the fucking morning, not knowing where the fuck he going. He must have wanted a sandwich or some shit. Realized he went too far to go back home and too far to get to the sandwich. <laughs> he was too far from the sandwich shop to go to the sandwich shop. He was too far from the crib to drive back to the house. So that nigga said, fuck it. I'm going to park this bitch right here. <laughs> and he did that responsibly. I'm going to call him responsible for that. I'm not going to be mad at him for that. He pulled off of the side of the road. He knew he was fucked up. He knew he couldn't go no further. So what did he do? To save other people's lives as well as his ignorant ass own, he pulled on the side of the road and didn't fuck with nobody. That should garner applause. I don't think it should garner fuckery. But we all know it was a black man. So you know what we gonna get. Fuckery. There's just, there's no other way to put it. Jesus, you know, LeBron got more white fans than a motherfucker. I know he do. I know a white boy right now who is LeBron's number one fan. And when I say number one fan, no, you motherfuckers ain't got a clue. Y'all ain't got nothing on my nigga Noah. My nigga Noah got more LeBron James shit. Nigga, this is a LeBron, look, if I didn't think his ass was a sound mind and body, I'd say it was an unhealthy addiction to LeBron fucking James. Me and this nigga got in an argument while I was literally just egging him on because <laughs> he kept talking about LeBron fucking James. Non-fucking stop. All it was, LeBron fucking James. He loves LeBron fucking James, okay? Does it shock me that LeBron James had niggas spray painted on his fence at his house? No. Is it shocking that LeBron James, a basketball player, NBA champion, philanthropist, pretty good kid, had nigga spray painted on his front gate? No. Want to know the difference between the spray painting of the word nigga on his front fence and that white dude who tried to get Dr. Dre arrested, the only difference was one was ink, one was real. Period. Y'all don't remember that story when Dre had that guy parking his fucking yard for no goddamn reason and the next thing you know, the police, the fire department, everybody and their mama comes swooping in at Dre's house on his property while another motherfucker was trespassing but yet somehow Dre was supposed to be wrong? Tiger Woods tried, I saw this on Twitter the other day, and I, I forgot to write the young lady's name down, but she had a damn good point. Tiger Woods tried all his life to tell everybody how he was Caucasian and all that shit because he was half black and half Asian. But when you look at that nigga's arrest report, what they put on there? Black. They didn't put other. 
They didn't put not mentioned. They put black. Uh-huh. Your ass was a nigga today. I bet your ass won't forget you were a nigga no more. You can use that shit when you go somewhere outside of this world. As long as you outside of this country, as long as you're in America, you a nigga. They ask me, they, they ask me why I say, why, people ask me all the time, Joe, why you say the word nigga so much? I'm like, because they treat us like us niggas, so I, you know, it's kind of soaking in. But see, the difference between, see, nigga carries power. We've mentioned this before. Tiger ain't, Tiger wasn't ready when he took his popularity on to be a nigga. That's when he started that cablation shit, when everybody was asking him about his race and his heritage and everything, you know? Granted, He's half black, half Asian. What, from what I've heard, if he was able to go home to his Asian home country, they would treat him like a nigga. Because apparently over there, they treat niggas like shit. They got, I saw some shit. Uh, they did an article where like this, they was asking these, uh, ask a black guy. They were doing another one, but they did this one in Asia, so it made they didn't have dumbass niggas like the one Buzzfeed did asking niggas dumbass questions. They actually had Asian people asking black people questions because they don't know. They ain't never been around no niggas. They don't know nothing about what the hell we do. And the first question was, <laughs> if the nigga was a rapper. <laughs> I don't understand for the life of me why everybody think black, you know, I mean, jeez, goddamn. Niggas treated niggas like niggas. I had an old school cat. I was telling him that I might, that I was talking about the gig that we might be doing in Oklahoma City for New Year. I'm trying to tell him that I might be able to get his limo service booked up at the gig to give people rides and shit so on. You know what I'm talking about? Tell me what he thought I did when I told him I'd be performing. Oh, man, you, you a rapper or something? What the fuck? <laughs> niggas, <laughs> shit, I did a Periscope feed a few months ago. Same fucking effect. Whole bunch of goddamn white folks from Germany. All they kept asking me, "Well, you going to rap? Will you rap? Are you going to rap?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Just shut the fuck up. And every nigga in the world don't know how to rap. Unfortunately, I do because I am the motherfucking man. And if I step up into this bitch, you better know I got the plan. Now I can rap if I choose to, but that's not the reason for the season. This ain't the Joe Moffat Show two year anniversary mixtape. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? And it pisses people off, I know, when they go listen to Error of My Ways mixtape, knowing good hell, well, that that ain't nothing but jokes. <laughs> I don't even think I put a theme song on that motherfucker. There's not one note of music. <laughs> okay? So, shit, I'm not a fucking rapper. But that's what they think of niggas. Tiger got treated like a nigga. They treat and actually Tiger didn't get treated like a nigga. Tiger got treated respectfully because he made. First of all, he made it to the back seat of the car and not in the corner or not in a body bag. So Tiger, didn't, you know, Tiger didn't get treated like a nigga. He got treated like a man. They treated him respectfully, didn't they? Not like they do our children, you know. Three fifteen-year-old kids that have been killed over the last few weeks and ain't nobody got an answer for. Don't think I ain't been paying attention. I don't miss shit, baby. Like I said, this is Joe Mopper Show, honey. We know we don't miss a damn thing. Alright? Just cause it may not make it on the show. Don't mean I miss shit. Alright? Y'all already know how we do in this bitch. <laughs> shit. Hell. So Tiger, I'ma tell Tiger, like I told Cat. Like I told Kathy, and like I tell anybody, fuck with your boy. You need some real people around you. You need some good people around you, okay? Some good, honest people that'll tell your ass not to go drive your goddamn car in the middle of the night when you know you fucked up. You just don't do that. But you ain't got nobody around there to tell you, or even for that matter. It's not really that they need to tell you, more or less remind you from time to time, because you was fucked up. There's a good chance if somebody would have been there just to simply turn your ass around and point you back to the stairs, you'd have never made it to your car. You'd have went back to your bed, passed out, and not remember the goddamn thing. But you ain't got that real nigga to put you on that path, my nigga. So you need to get your ass on that path. And then you'll be all right. I, it, I, I, I hate that people think that Tiger is just, I mean, they treat him like he got them, you know, 
this nigga ain't even got a dead dog on his goddamn body count. And yet this motherfucker has really taken the deepest fall in sports history. Really, my nigga? That was a nigga that was known as Superman at one point. We called Michael Vick Superman. Dun, 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 dun. I was in Atlanta when he played that goddamn game against Carolina before Cam got there and his ass literally flew over the goal line. I saw the shit and everybody was making all the characters with him with having a cape on and shit. I remember I was at the fucking game. Dogs and dumb niggas got his ass in trouble. Don't tell me Tiger's supposed to be the long now, don't get me wrong. Vic didn't get the shit that Tiger got to, you know, Vic, you know, Tiger, Tiger had Mercedes Benz, Tiger had Oldsmobile, Tiger had motherfucking tag, Tiger had a whole bunch of damn Nike, all kind of goddamn endorsements. Vic had them too. Vic had Nike and EA Sports and and shit, all kind of fucking endorsements. Certainly all kind of endorsements in Atlanta. You can't even say that nigga name out loud now. Shit. The Falcons still fucking reeling from what fucking Vic did to that damn team, getting his stupid ass in trouble. That's why they couldn't win the fucking Super Bowl last year. Hell. They ghosted them damn dogs still eating at their ass. Hell. I'm sorry. Shit. It's the fucking truth. Tiger ain't got one goddamn leaf on his body count. And this motherfucker. You know, he didn't crash into a tree. He didn't run into an incline. He didn't drive into oncoming traffic. He pulled his ignorant ass on the side of the road. That was pretty goddamn responsible to me, my nigga. I'm sorry. Now, really responsible would have been keeping your ass at home. I get that. I know some smart ass. Well, Joe, if he just kept his ass home. Shut up, bitch. I know. But still, motherfucker, he pulled over. He didn't want to hurt nobody. He thought he was good. He realized he wasn't. He waited for help. Unfortunately for him, being fucked up, your buttons when you're trying to dial a phone number on your goddamn phone, sometimes that shit just, you know, you trying to hit sin and you keep wondering why you keep bending back at the home screen and shit. <laughs> when you're trying to dial a fucking phone number, that's how you probably know you fucked up and should have never been behind the wheel of a goddamn car. I used to be the, I, nigga, I, shit, I ain't gonna lie, I set my soul on fire many a night getting behind the wheel of a car. My problem was, my father taught me to be a professional alcoholic. He taught me to how to get drunk, and to get drunk to a point where your ass can still function and do normal things. And one of the normal things I could do was drive a car. Nigga, I've been pissed on drunk, pulled over by the police after a bitch ran into the back of my car, destroying and totaling her shit. And had to do a damn breathalyzer on the side of the road and pass that shit with fine colors. Tiger's ass couldn't stay on that motherfucking line to save his life. That goddamn video, oh my God. Tiger's ass. <laughs> that nigga stumbled off that goddamn... And I'm just listening to the police officer. Left foot, left foot, right toe. Left foot, slip. Left foot, right toe. Left foot, slip. Right foot, left toe. Right foot, slip. Right foot, slip. Right foot, slip. This nigga in a tree. <laughs> right foot slip. Right foot front. Right foot slip. <laughs> I thought that nigga had two, three feet. There were four, five feet. The way they was talking about his ass shit. Right foot slip. Left foot slip. Right hand slip. Slide to the left. Slide to the right. <laughs> Take it back now, y'all. I don't know if Tiger thought his ass was doing a drunk test of his ass was at a goddamn family reunion. I thought that nigga was about to start doing an electric slide. It's fucked up here. Hey, slide. Shit. Tiger was fucked up and didn't have no business out there behind the wheel of a fucking car. That I will say. That was very fucking responsible to him. It could have went much worse. So as a father, as I do for the ones that don't fuck up, they fucked up, but not really a fuck up. Slap on the hand. Go on about your business. Get yourself feeling better. Pay your fines. Handle your business. As far as all of you motherfuckers is want to sit here and say that Tiger Woods is taking the farthest motherfucking fall in sports history. As I mentioned earlier in the show. Mm -hmm. Need I remind you of that motherfucker OJ? Do I have to spell that shit out for you. How the fuck can you sit here and say Tiger Woods took the furthest 
fall in sports history when O.J. Simpson was the number one nigga on the planet. That motherfucker could get away with anything. And wouldn't nobody, niggas were seeing, would seeing O.J. Simpson with white women and wouldn't say shit just because he was O.J. Simpson. That nigga got off for murder. How the fuck you get off for murder and still get your dumb ass put in jail is beyond me. That nigga done done it twice. So, friends, before we cast horrible judgments on Poe Tiger, let's help this nigga out before it go too far and escalate into some shit that he truly can't, can't respond to. This little DUI, I get it. It was a bad blow, but damn. Ain't nobody hurt. Everybody went home. Everybody had a great day. Nobody was really hurt by this incident. So don't you dare sit in and say it's the worst fucking incidents in history. Fuck you. Use a lie and a goddamn fat mouth. And that's me keeping it 100 for that ass. And on that note, I'd like to thank you all again for listening. Responding, commenting, liking, reposting, and playing the Joe Moffat Show. I hope you guys had fun today with me. I definitely had fun with you. Uh, Gonna cut it a little short today. I got a monkey in another room that I got to go and play with because he's my buddy and I'm his pal. And we do it just like that. And I'm glad my son is here. I'm blessed to have all my family members, uh, my immediate family, my wife and my kids here in the home with me. So I'm about to go enjoy that. But before I go, I want to say one more time. Thank you for listening to the Joe Moffat Show. I am your faithful host, Joe Moffat, and I am here to serve. Okay? And I mean that. I I, I know I've said that more than once. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Is there anybody on this planet that needs somebody to just advise them? Just to say, hey, maybe that ain't a good idea. I'm more than happy to. Okay, that's for any celebrity, that's for any human being on the planet. I got an open heart and a very open mind, and it's just so happening I might be able to say something to save your damn life. You never know. If nothing else, make shit definitely interesting. <laughs> but again, thank you for listening to the Joe Moffat Show. I am your host, Joe Moffat. I will be back here again next week. And I'm bringing a monkey with me. So be ready, be set. We gonna roll. Thank you for listening to the Joe Moffat Show. And I'm out this motherfucker.